Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play more every single day. The podcast that's focused on you, the mom, to help you fill up your cup and rediscover the joy and love in your everyday life. We can't parent alone, and parenting is too serious to be serious all the time. Thanks for being here. My name is Christy Thomas. I am the founder and developer of PlayForLifeMoms.com. Let's jump in. I am going to blow your mind. Do you realize that we're at the end of a decade? I'm sure that you've heard of it by now. (laughs) I mean, there have been those 10-year apart Facebook challenges or Instagram challenges where you post 10 photos, and it's the end of the year. So people are talking about all the things you've learned in the last decade or all the things that you've just learned in this plain old ordinary year. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to tell you 10 lessons that I've learned in 10 years. So let's roll back time back to 2010. And the lesson that I've learned in 2010 was to invite people that if I was going to go somewhere It was more fun if I invited quality people to come with us. In 2010, my girls were only three and two, four and two. And um, I would pack giant Ziploc bags of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches cut into quarters. And I would bring them and we would share them wherever we go. Because snacks are really important at that age. Now on to 2011. In 2011, I learned, it's mind-blowing stuff here, that all parents change diapers. And what does that mean? That means that literally, if I meet a parent at the playground and I feel intimidated by that person or like I'm just not sure what we could possibly have in common, I remember that all parents change diapers right? There's a common denominator when you're helping raise a little child. And, um, and the one that kept me moving forward and to remember that we're all human together was the diapers. 2012, I was pregnant with my son and we moved from Connecticut to Washington, D.C. area, and I had to spend some time realizing what makes a home. Was it a yard with green space? Was it books? Was it artwork? 2012 was the year of me trying to figure out what makes a home a home, because we were just leaving the house that I most disliked living in, And moving into a beautiful three-floor townhouse in the D.C. area. And um, it was pretty modern feeling. And there wasn't any green space. So what makes home a home? I ended up settling on the fact that what makes home a home for us is that it's a space where you feel comfortable to let down your hair to make messy art projects, hang up your art on the walls, and cuddle up with blankets and read good books, and have big conversations about those books because the people you want to talk to are there too. 
In 2013, we were still living in the DC area and we were going to go to a bunch of really fun concerts. And what I remember about 2013 is volunteering to dance at a Elizabeth Mitchell concert with my kids. And that seems like the best lesson of 2013 um, was modeling living enthusiastically. I know there was other things that happened in 2013, but that's what I'm going to focus on the most. 2014 brought us across country to Washington State in a big move. And in that time period is when things were starting to click in my mom brain that my son was not having um, enough sounds, right? Like he wasn't talking enough. And so he was enrolled in some birth to three speech programs. And I got to decide who was on our team. And I kicked people off our team. So that's the lesson for 2014. Who's on your team? Who deserves to be in your boat? And if they don't deserve to be there anymore, kick them out. Give them a life raft so they can float to a new team. But not everyone deserves to take up your space or your time or your energy, especially if they're supposed to be helping. 2015 brought the lesson of letting people love you. You're going to go through hard things. You're going to need other people to help you. You can't do it alone. And that's what the end of 2014 and the summer of 2015 taught me. When my daughter had this really strange virus, you can go Google HSP virus. Um, Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it again in the future. And then in the summer of 2015, I had a miscarriage that was totally uh, a surprise pregnancy and then a surprise miscarriage. And when that happened, I needed a bunch of help. So I appreciate all the people who didn't let me say no. Like people mowed my lawn and brought me food. Um, Adam was out to sea. So all of those people really reminded me that I need to let people love me. In the next summer, one year after that, in July of 2016, that is when I started my daily running challenge. We were in the middle of another move, this time from Washington State to Nebraska. And We were staying at my parents' house and Adam had just seen someone wearing one of these shirts about a running streak and he told me about it and I said yes. And in 2016, I learned the magic of a simple daily habit, right? A habit that's simple enough to do every single day, but flexible enough to contain life and grace so I could keep doing it. So... In July 1st, 2016, my daily running habit was born and I've stuck to it. I've done a mile every single day since then with no regard of the pace that it takes. Some days it's fast and some days it's slow, but every day I just show up because that's what I learned in 2016. And in 2017, I learned 
parts of me, relearned parts of me that I enjoyed before I had kids, right? In 2017, I was given the chance to teach at a local homeschool science center. Um, and I got to teach four classes once a week. And it was so much fun to put that part of me back on and be a classroom teacher, even in a non-traditional classroom. It was fantastic. And it was a good reminder that parts of me that I had put aside in motherhood are still there and I still have talents to develop and that skills that I knew I was good at, I'm still good at that, even though they were laying dormant for a while. So remember who you were before kids. That was the lesson in 2017. The bonus lesson of 2017 is that a group of friends and I met up in Austin and hung out. And that was fantastic to go on a kid-free girls trip. And they flew in from different parts of the country. And it was so much fun to just rent a house and hang out. Thank you to those who went. I know that we thought we were going for something different, but um, your friendship is what made that trip worth it. Midway through 2018, we learned we were moving again, and we bought a house that we hadn't seen except for FaceTime, and we moved in, and I followed my gut, and I said yes to go running with people even though I'd never met them before in my neighborhood, and then those people were already training for a marathon, and I said yes to that too. So the 2018 lesson that I learned was to find people based on your goals and big dreams that you want to do. It doesn't matter the age or the stage or if you have anything else in common or if you would only just smile and nod at these people usually at the grocery store, but somehow working together on a shared dream together and spending hours, hours running together every week. Um, lifts the veil between the age gap and the kids gap and all the other things that could possibly be different. I mean, one of my running partners is older than my dad and he used to live on a sailboat for a while. He's a cool dude, but if I were just seeing him in the neighborhood or at an event, I, um, I probably wouldn't think we had so much in common. But now that group of people are the group of people I text if I need frozen peas for a recipe last minute or if my kids are going to perform in a play and I think they might want to go see it or if there's tween yoga and our daughters might enjoy it together, I know that it's worth making the effort for. In 2019, allowed for a lot of growth opportunities. One of them is this. This podcast is a huge growth opportunity. And there are some other things in our local community that I've showed up for that I wasn't sure how to show up for in the moment, but I knew I just wanted to make sure that people felt loved and seen and valued for exactly who they were. So I showed up. And the big lesson in 2019 is to be brave. Show up messy do the best that you can with what you have and to keep going. That's why this episode, this podcast has 56 episodes now, right? Every week, 
just keep showing up. And I appreciate it because you keep showing up too and listening and you've given me great feedback and inspiration. Anytime you send me an email or an Instagram message, leave a review somewhere, it reminds me how important it is to be like the Velveteen Rabbit and keep showing up and loving well because that's what makes it real. So thank you for giving me the space to come up with lists like this and share them with you. I hope that you message me or email me and tell me some of your lessons. One of my goals in 2020 is to start um, the sound pipe thing where you can leave me audio messages and then we can insert them into recordings here. For now though, since I don't have it, I want to read aloud a message that my friend sent me as I was brainstorming for this podcast. And she said, the big lesson to know is I was good then and I'm good now. I know more and I'm still learning and it never stops. And then another dear friend chimed in in the same group chat and they said, accepting change as change is huge. So let's accept change is just change and take the time to reflect. Maybe you only have the bandwidth to reflect on one year and not the whole decade. That's okay. Just let your brain and your heart have space to uncover the amazing lessons that you've been given this year, good and bad. Your self-care for today is too super simple. You can reflect or not reflect, but that's not the self-care. I want you to use the nice foot lotion or nice lotion and then put on a big old pair of socks and curl up on the couch and read a book or watch a movie and like let your feet marinate in lotion because tis the season for dry feet. Your play activity for today is to play a version of like Mother May I, Simon says. Anyways, we've been walking around a lot as like horses because we saw a musical Cinderella that had like these horses doing this weird prancing thing. And it's now like an inside family joke. But now it's not an inside family joke because I just told all of you. But anyways, walk around like animals and be silly together. It doesn't take much, but like 30 seconds. So instead of like walking to your kid's room, prance. How would a horse walk? How would a sloth walk? Just be silly together, right? Dr. Hirschberg did a great job of talking about this last week. If you haven't listened about holidays and tantrums, go back. It is worth the listen, even if you're listening to this in July. You are exactly who you need to be. You are exactly the right mom for your kids. There are no perfect parents, but you are the perfect parent for your kid. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram or leave a message on podcast reviews or send me an email. Have an amazing week.